Sadly, sexual and gender-based violence is still a daily reality in many parts of the world. It's a persistent problem which requires broad mobilization across the community to be solved. So question, how can we engage faith leaders and communities in Eastern Congo to prevent sexual and gender-based violence in humanitarian settings? Welcome to this podcast. We share the results and stories of an innovative approach which try to do exactly that. My name is Sata Bungoy and I work with Care Fund on the EFLC project funded by the Dutch Relief Alliance Fund. EFLC is short for Engaging Faith Leaders and Communities. With local partners, Hill Africa and Beatil, we worked for two years on a pilot project in North and South Kivu in communities affected by conflict. Under challenging circumstances, we sought to challenge harmful social and gender norms and their underlying power structures. In this podcast, we'll share with you what the project was all about and how it was implemented. This podcast enriches a narrative report to the DRA by providing stories from beneficiaries and project partners. Enjoy listening. So why did we implement the EFLC project? In humanitarian settings, women and girls are at a higher risk of sexual and gender-based related violence. SGBV responses are ineffective when they only provide services without addressing the root causes of persistent violence, which are harmful gender norms. Protection outcomes are basically short-lived. In the Democratic Republic of Congo, custom and the social religious context mingle together to define gender roles and relations between women, men, boys and girls. Muma community zetu kuko habaya pata nani akupatia ba mama fasi nabo mkanisa. Mhm. Si tu ya ku ya sovebe ngine ba mama. Anaiko nakutana mukadre ya ba papa. Muko ba papa pe pre 20 personnes. Me habezi pata mataba ba mama ba wili. Ba responsable. Ba kijikaza ba nafanya mumoya. Wala tu ba mwachi. Unakutana tu asetu kwa mrenyo ya wazee ya kanisa. Oro, ile renyo ya wazee ya kanisa, ilifo pasikia na malalamiko ya bamama na unakutana, banakamata baba babo peke, banafanya ile renyo ya wazee. Batapanga, batapanga tu vya minausu tu bababa. Banapanga tu vya bamama, kwa sababa na marake kubifanya tu. Hakuna tamu atabambia seba ndugu, ngisi minaonabe zetu bamama. Habataweza hiki, habataweza hiki. Juhu, hakuna representa wabamama mwiko pali. Kukukwe hile hiki mali mwusitumu vikundi mbali mbali. Social Mbou. religious norms are often used to legitimate violence against women and girls. Working with faith leaders and communities who challenge harmful norms offers a key avenue for preventing violence against women and girls. Mwafundia tuluweza pata paske depuis tunajifunzaka na wengine wafazili hawawayaweza kujiinteresa ku dini sana lionaka banasema juu ya VBG na imani ikanivutia sana mafundisho niweza nivutia sana juu ile lilitoonesha maverse biblique zenyewe naezi soma na mtafel comprendre na ku convaincre facilement mwoko na fundishi 
juu huko kote wanawezaka ile mafundisho ni mafundisho watu wanaweza jiundia unaingia hapa mwa mnasema au tufanye hivi na hivi ni vitu vyenye tunaendaka sema mesa tuli tuliweza biliweza ambatana na ma verset biblique batu baka comprendre through this approach we aspired to the five following things one to engage faith leaders to publicly speak out against sgbv and model gender equality two to address negative concepts of masculinities and harmful social norms among men and women three to promote effective sustainable transformation at the wider community level four to equip communities as first responders to SGBV through its bottom-up approach. And five, to tackle root causes of SGBV by challenging harmful social and gender norms. In North and South Kivu, over 12 months, we raised awareness on SGBV and trained 128 faith leaders to integrate GBV prevention and gender equality messaging in their activities. We trained 32 gender champions 50% of which were women to facilitate weekly community dialogues on gender equality and GBV. 15 community action groups were set up to monitor in their community most significant changes relating to SGBV using podcasts to lead advocacy campaigns, raise awareness and mobilize the community against GBV. We'll have a look at some of the results and stories collected by community members, the CAGs, and the project staff. We focus on three main outcome areas, social and gender norms, support for survivors, and lessons learned about engaging faith leaders and communities, which we'll begin with. Faith leaders and faith communities are very influential in the lives of the target populations. Data from the project show that religion is either important or very important to 94% of community members. Faith communities therefore represent an important entry point and structure through which to address and challenge harmful social and gender norms. One month after the wedding, my wife was raped. It was difficult to comprehend. The priest helped us by counseling us. We were forced to live together. When we were in the process of following the training of religious leaders, I was informed that she had been raped again while living in the fields. As I had notions, I accompanied her to the psychological support agents at the hospital to be taken care of. Despite all this, we still lived together without any problem. Three significant changes that relates to the role of faith leaders and faith communities were identified in the project's target areas. First, the project had a positive influence on faith leaders. For instance, at the close of the project, 83% of respondents identifying as Christian in Kichanga stated that their faith leader disapproves or strongly disapproves of men's intimate partner violence against women which is an increase compared to the baseline findings. Second, the program promoted more gender equal values and practices within participating faith communities. At endline, women reported they were now able to play a wider range of roles in the life and activities of their faith community. This includes greater say in decision making and even leading sermons. 
a Muslim woman reflects on the changes within her congregation. Thirdly, the EFLC project improved the possibilities for SGBV survivors to access support services. This is perceptible through one, greater community awareness raising and referral services provided by CACs, two, the increase in the number of community members who reported being more likely to offer support to GBV survivors, three, an increased awareness within the target communities of the types of support available to survivors of GBV, and four, improved perception by community members that faith-based institutions and places of worship are more likely to support survivors to access multi-sectoral support services. The second significant protection outcome in the EFLC project relates to social and gender norms. Traditionally, and this still holds true in many communities in Eastern DRC, men are in a leading role and women are subdued. The COVID-19 pandemic and associated restrictions compounded existing gender norms. This contextual shift is significant when evaluating the project's results. While men's normative role as a family breadwinner remained a norm, more women were likely to have engaged in an income-generating activity in response to lockdown measures at the onset of the COVID-19 outbreak. Close to a third of women respondents stated that they had contributed to half or more than half of their family household income. Yet, these changing roles didn't necessarily lead to different roles. Before the training, there were a lot of problems. My wife would do all the laundry, even when she was ill. But I started helping out with the housework. My daughters were responsible for cleaning and taking care of the house chores. But today, we have started to divide the chores in the family between the girls and the boys. The COVID-19 pandemic and related restrictions exacerbated SGBV risks 
for women and girls. The qualitative study found widespread reports of early and unplanned pregnancies among young girls who were forced to stay home as schools closed several months. This phenomenon was reported across different faith communities. In spite of the COVID-19 related restrictions, EFLC activities had a broad reach across target, displaced and host communities alike in both North and South Kivu. The endline survey results indicate that overall, 61% of respondents had heard of the transforming masculinities approach versus a third who reported they had never heard of it. Na baba kakwa na nisaidia pala nenda mupatia na muonyesha hivi 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 antukabu wanayangu alishaba jirika na nzato kabu kavu anambia mama makuta yakwe sina lazima tena makuta wenjo mwenye makuta wenjo mama wanyumbo tajua kisi utafama makuta yako na pia nikashukuru mtoto wangu akanisaidia kwa ele ile mashauri mpaka hivi tunanza shikwele mashauri yetu wazi sikia fujo ah, ah, tupate mafuta the qualitative data showed a contrast between displaced persons in Kichanga and their host counterparts. Committing to attend community dialogues and practice some of the social gender norms changes promoted by the project in their households were more challenging for displaced project participants who tend to experience greater vulnerabilities than their host counterparts. This said, and as discussed above, the endline study did reveal encouraging changes among the displaced population in Kichanga as well, in particular relating to gender equality in the household and the decrease in the number of project participants reporting the likelihood of intimate partner violence. Overall, on the subject of social and gender norms, the approach produced positive changes. Mm-hmm. 
Dieu les violence basé sur les jars. Chana ndio pale na mimi kaweza kapata ile nani maele juu ni kwa kama mtoto mwenye nizaliwa mipeki. Kisha baba akakufa na niko na 3 ans. Mimi waliweza kaizisha. Sana nilikuwa kama deuxième secondaire. Bakobo baba bakapenda bakule zile mashamba zangu zikuwa tatu zilikuwa mpekefi kwa kwa mwingine mtoto mpeke tu njoo baka baka uzisha shamba moya kabakiaka mbili za ku village bila autorisation kabakia tu na sijuake desifanya ai sawa kesa sibisexi mwanamke iko na doa ya vile njoo nikendaka ku bureau ya et juridique non ikena nika plaider ka yangu pale nanjo bakabaitishaka nanjo bakanirudishaka zile shamba mbili bakazinyanzikia sasa si responsable wazo menazo zilikuwa katu zilishaenda nanjo nikauza katu furai sana i have changed a lot because before I spent money unnecessarily and therefore I would do my purchases without asking for anyone's opinion. I surprised my wife and here she is. We are going to make some purchases with our opinion. Reminder, before I had lost money that could have paid for the plot then. Instead of buying the plot, I went to buy cassava knowing that I want to benefit. She advised me against this and in the end I ended up losing this money. So today I cannot do anything without asking for my wife's advice. The final key protection outcome of the project is support for survivors. The EFLC project improved SGBV survivors' possibilities to access support services in their community. This was evidenced in three key ways. First, by the provisions of support by CAGS. This includes referral of survivors to service providers, awareness raising and advocacy campaigns. Second, by the increase in community members reporting being likely to offer support to survivors. Third, by the increased awareness among project participants of the types of support available to survivors of SGBV. Findings from the EFLC quantitative research support the effective improvement in the support for survivors. Compared to the baseline at endline, community members in target areas were more likely to provide support to a survivor. For instance, in Kichanga, at endline, approximately 84% of both men and women stated they would probably provide support to a survivor. This represents a 40% increase from the baseline. EFLC community action groups are an important source of support for survivors in target communities. CADs were trained as part of the EFLC approach to refer SGBV cases to the appropriate service providers. Among the types of cases which they referred were cases of rape, physical violence, sexual violence, early marriages, domestic violence, and economic violence. Due to their effectiveness over the implementation period of the project, CAG members observed an increase in the number of sexual violence cases which were referred to them within 72 hours. 
This enables them to refer survivors to the appropriate support services available within their community. There is change. We have observed that this program has been beneficial in the community. We used to receive victims within 72 hours, but now all victims come in in less than 72 hours. So we can say that we have been sensitized by Hill Africa, which is in the area. It has been two months since it was noticed. This said, during the implementation, referral services were constrained in target communities in South Kivu due to the lack of institutionalized and formalized agreement between EFLC implementing partner and existing local support structures. The absence of such protocols came at a cost for CAGs and, more importantly, for survivors who could not access the care they needed. In response to this challenge, agreements were established over the course of the implementation period. Constraints to the provision of referral services were also due to the limited and the inconsistent presence of specialized SGBV service providers, such as legal aid, mental health professionals, and psychosocial support structures in the project target areas. So how should we assess the protection outcomes of the EFLC project? Well, the outcomes of this pilot overall seem promising. The approach to religious leaders and communities fits seamlessly with the structure of the target communities. Perceptions on gender equality improved, and social practices were promisingly evolving towards positive change, and that in spite of the strenuous circumstances due to COVID-19. EFLC agents, CAGs, faith leaders, gender champions, support the survivors has proven impactful both at the personal and community level, with a significant increase in project participants' awareness of the importance of providing support to survivors, their awareness of the available services in their community, and the willingness to actually provide support to survivors. We are hopeful the protection outcomes reached by the EFLC project will be sustained due to the reiteration of community dialogues, the ongoing work of CAGs and faith leaders in the project target communities. Our pilot showed that even in the most challenging circumstances, such as a humanitarian setting, significant change is possible. The fight against SGBV is a process which Chairfund and its project co-applicants are engaged in for the long haul. SGBV cannot be defeated single-handedly, only collectively. We hope more organizations, faith leaders, and communities in humanitarian contexts will join this movement. This podcast is part of a more extensive written project report, including the baseline and endline findings, which you may request by contacting Chairfond Netherlands. Our gratitude goes to the Dutch Relief Alliance for funding and supporting this program in challenging circumstances. And all the partners and colleagues of Tier Fund, we have Help a Child Netherlands and its DRC country office, Heal Africa, Beatil, Opener Works, and Dr. Chloe Lewis, who led the research component of the project. Many thanks, more importantly, to the brave women and men in the participating communities in North and South Kivu who dare to raise their voices to make a difference. You have inspired us all.